This is the Light and Life Podcast. I'm your host, Brett Heinzman. What do you do when life doesn't go to plan? Well, authors Becky Townley and Rosie Godfrey join me today for a conversation about their new book, Hope Shouts Louder, where they talk about how hope intersects our lives even when things don't go to plan. You'll be encouraged and warmed in your heart by this conversation today. So let's begin. So thank you for joining me for the Light and Life podcast today. I'm Brett Heinzman, and I am joined today by two authors from the United Kingdom who have just recently written a book, and uh, Becky Townley and Rosie Godfrey are with me today. Ladies, thank you so much for taking time to join in with me for this podcast today. Well, thank you for inviting us, Brett. Yeah, great to be with you. So let's just take a moment and introduce yourselves. So Becky, why don't we start with you? Why don't you just introduce yourself to our listeners today? Okay, well, my name's Becky. I'm married to John. We live in Bristol in the United Kingdom. Um, we've lived here about four and a half years. Um, John is the national leader of the Free Methodist Church in the UK, which is a fairly small denomination in the UK compared to other parts of the world. Um, we have four adult children, all married, and six grandkids. Well, great. And Rosie, take a minute and introduce yourself to uh, to our listeners today. Oh, I'm Rosie. Um, I live in Cornwall in the UK, which is the southwest um, kind of corner. Um, I live with my husband, Pete, who's the pastor of the church that uh, we're in. And I homeschool my three children, which is an adventure in itself. Um, and we've got a lovely little dog who um, I spend a lot of time with. So, yeah, my days tend to be pretty busy, but full of joy. Oh, that's great. Well, so you've written a book and it was just published by Light and Life Publishing. In fact, it just went on sale at, at freemethodistbooks.com and we're very excited about your book. And so why don't you tell us the title of the book and why you chose that title? Yeah. Okay. Well, it's called Hope Shouts Louder. Um, the name of the, of the book really, um, it didn't come quickly, did it, Rosie? We we were sort of partway through writing the book before we settled on that title and we had all sorts of ideas. But I think as we were writing, the theme that was emerging was um, our hope, our personal hope in Jesus and our faith um, and the hope that is to come um, in, in eternal life with, with Jesus ever after, you know, when this um, life is over. And I think... Bearing that in mind, all um, the ups and downs of life on earth um, without hope are very, very difficult to navigate. And so and that name actually just dropped into my head one morning um, or even in the night when I had it in the morning and I chatted it through with Rosie. And, and so we settled on that. But the process was um, wasn't, you know, it just didn't happen. It was uh, taking time, wasn't it? It was. But it's one of those times where the name fits so perfectly. Uh, it was hard to see why we hadn't come up with it sooner because um, Becky and I just, everything we, we've shared, it all points towards hope. It's always how God works in our situations uh, to bring hope, even when things look hopeless. He is the God of of hope in the dark places and the, the God who turns everything for good. And, and we just love finding that hope, don't we, Becky? Mm. Absolutely. Hope shouts louder. So you, your book is a, 
is really a collection of your own personal reflections and you co-wrote it together. So why don't you tell us a little bit about how the co-writing came to be? Like, how did the two of you, I've often said as as director of publishing for Light and Life that people don't just wake up one day and go, gee, I think I'll write a book. You know, there's usually some things that, uh, that happen. And so what brought about this idea that you would write this book and that you would co-write it together? Do you want to start, Rosie? <laughs> yeah. Um, for my part, I think um, I've always enjoyed writing, but um, back in 2019, I suddenly had this itch to write. Like, I felt that God was putting it on my heart to write something, but I didn't have a clue what to write. I didn't have a subject matter, but I felt to be faithful with what he'd given me. I would start with a blog, um, and and he could use it, because if he puts something in our hands but we do nothing, he can't grow that. So I felt I need to do something, he can grow that. Um, and, and I really had a, a heart to write a book, but I had no topic. Um, so I said to God, if you really want me to write a book, because I feel like it's from you, you've got to give me the topic because I haven't got one. Um, and that's where Becky came in. Cause God's amazing like that. And he, he matches us up, doesn't he, Becky? Yeah, um, definitely. I mean, I had it in my heart for quite a number of years um, to write something um and kind of played around with some ideas and wrote a little bit um you know as far back as maybe 12 years ago um had some chapter headings and but didn't you know nothing came of it at that stage but um i read rosie's blogs and i thought wow rosie has such a brilliant way of um communicating everyday life in in a in a way that we can relate to and bringing God into it and what she's learned and using a verse to, to sort of um, stand what she's saying upon. Um, and so I just wondered whether we could collaborate on something. Mm. And I expected Rosie to, um, you know, um and ah about it. But I said to John one day, you know, maybe I could ask Rosie to, um, to write something together because I wanted to encourage her and I've, and, I just felt that a partnership might be more productive. And John immediately said, yes, definitely ask Rosie. So that was helpful. And then when I asked Rosie, she just said yes straight away. I mean, without a moment's hesitation. So it was as if um, you were waiting for that, uh, you know, opportunity. And I was. (laughs) I had the parts that God would show me what to write. And then you dropped it in my lap. And I felt that these were the jigsaw pieces coming together. Yeah. And, and I think God um, had brought us together to do that, but also in terms of the content of the book, had kind of shaped the pattern of the book already without us realising it. Because when we started writing, the themes for the chapters kind of developed and um, expanded. And I think, Rosie, you came up with some of the chapter headings and, and we just sort of wrote to those headings. Um, so that's how it kind of started and came about. That's wonderful. And it really um, has an incredible synergy. So let's talk about your stories. I know that you both um, share a lot about your own personal lives in the, in the book, but the hope isn't just to share your own personal story. It's to help connect to the stories of people who are going to read it. So why don't you share with us a little bit about the structure of the book and how that works? Like what can readers expect when they open the pages and begin to explore Hope Shouts Louder? Oh, Becky, do you want to take that one? <laughs> well, I can start and you can um, put, add what I, what I miss out. Um, 
So the, the structure of the book is there are 12 chapters. Um, we, we write half a chapter each, basically. Um, so I write my contribution, Rosie writes hers, and we discussed various ways of doing that, but in the end we stuck to that pattern throughout the book. But as um, Brett said, we, don't, we didn't just want to write our stories um, and draw attention to ourselves in, in that way. We, we wanted to write our stories in such a way as the reader, um, giving opportunity for the reader to connect their story with uh, what we have shared um, and our heart behind it is to um, encourage anyone who reads the book to um, trust God more, <laughs> surrender to God more and to um, enjoy him more in terms of the plan that he's already purposed for their lives. Mm. So with that in mind, Rosie came up with um, the pause points and the, and the reflective part. Do you want to share, Rosie, on that? Yeah, um, we, we've chatted about it a lot and I think it's so wonderful hearing people's stories and it's like when you're in a sermon and you, you feel inspired but you can go home, have your lunch and forget all about it. Um, it's so good to take that moment after you've been prompted or convicted by God to actually put it into action and consider your own life and, and how those truths relate in your own life. So we wanted to create questions at the end of each chapter to challenge the reader really to um, examine their own story and their own life and and see the ways that God had been at work. I hope that's an encouragement to people that as they look at their lives they can see the ways that God's been intricately at work and even the things that seem small um, and the ways that God's wanting to work. Those things that we we become blind to because we're so used to them like clutter in the room we just get used to it but you know with, with a bit of um, self-examination and time with God answering these questions we really hope that the readers will be able to see God at work and be able to give more um, in their lives to God so that he can work in their lives more. The book it, it says right on the cover this book is not just for you to read it's for you to use and so the idea is is that we want people to actually interact with the material in the book. Yeah absolutely yeah. absolutely yeah, and, um, and there's journaling space as well, so people can get creative, you know, in whatever way God speaks to you, um, as you're just um, asking questions, reflecting on your own life and experiences, whatever comes to mind, we would encourage the, the reader to, to just jot down pictures, uh, words, phrases, prayers, songs, um, pouring out your heart if you want to, you know, because... Um, all of us experience tough times and challenges and, and we share a little bit of our personal um, challenges and, and tough times, but everyone is different. And um, so, yeah, we really hope it's a, a book that people interact with, as you say, that's a good word. And maybe even do in a, in a, a partnership with somebody else or a small group or something like that. So you say that everyone has experienced tough times. That's true. We all have. And that you share a few of yours. Is there is there a little snippet of each of you willing to share a story, something that has happened in your own life that you told about in the book, where hope had to ultimately shout louder than the disappointment of that moment? Yeah, I share about um, the time I, I had my second child and um, I ended up being very poorly and I couldn't understand it. And particularly during the birth, I I believed in my heart that if I prayed that God would answer and he would make it easy and he'd make it well I'd make he'd make me well again and I was very poorly with preeclampsia at the time and 
And he didn't. And I couldn't understand it. I couldn't understand why he didn't seem to be there. Um, and in that moment, I think I felt that real abandonment from God. Um, mm. And there was no time to process it in the middle of childbirth. Um, and then after that, I went on to be um, very poorly and, and have a stroke. Um, and again, I couldn't understand where was God in this situation. When I'd prayed and I'd trusted and I'd done everything right, I kind of ticked the boxes, but he didn't appear to be there. And I went through quite a journey after that of, of having to really pour out my heart and a lot of um, a lot of questions. Where was he and what was his purpose in this? Did he have a purpose? Did he just forget me? <laughs> was he on holiday? Mm. I don't know. You know, it was confusing and a very dark time in my life. But but through that, he he taught me some real gems that even in the hard times, he doesn't promise us an easy life, but he does promise that he'll be there. And he's since shown me that he was there and he was holding my hand through that. And he has brought me through it. I look back and I wouldn't change that because he taught me such valuable lessons that I wouldn't, if I could go back, I would still go through that dark time because the lessons he taught me, um, I wouldn't swap for anything. I wouldn't swap the intimacy I have with him now and the, the freedom I have from fear and some of the other things that grip me, he dealt with through that hard time and um, he brought so much good through it that I could never have anticipated but it was a it was a hard time it was a it was a dark journey at the time I can imagine my goodness and so I think that wondering where God is is something that a lot of our listeners can relate to is wondering at times when a prayer seems to go unanswered or something of that nature that we wonder where where are you God and so that's that's a great story and the fact that you you then have learned many gems, as you said, through that time, including knowing that God doesn't promise us a perfect life, but he does walk through us with us through our difficulties. Beautifully said. How about you, Becky? What about a, a story that you shared in the in the book? Mm. Well, my half of that same chapter, which is called Tough Questions, um, I, I share the story of not having my own children, which um, has been an incredibly painful and long journey to, um, from, you know, expecting I would have um, many children and, uh, and be a mum to them and, um, and then in the end not having had my own family. Um, as I said, I've got stepchildren and stepgrandkids. And, and, uh, but the journey of... Um, having to accept that um, which was my most fervent wish um, was really difficult and I struggled with it massively and I felt I was living my second best life and and that God had overlooked and and really fundamentally that God didn't care about that because he had far more important things mm. to care about and um, and when I got married and I still expected maybe we would we would have a child um, and it didn't happen and so masses of, of disappointment and um, and unfulfilled hopes and, and shattered dreams really over that and so um, I share that story and the journey and I and I look back and very much like Rosie I am just so grateful for the journey um, there is still a tinge of sadness that you know I didn't have my own kids but um God has more than made up for that. And um, mm. he, you know, he's brought me through and to a place of peace about it. And when I look back, I can hardly believe, you know, who I was and who I am now. And I think um, there's always more with God and we mustn't limit him. We mustn't think it's got to be like this or that or the other, because what we imagine and even desire and pray for 
hardly ever happens the way we imagine, desire or pray for. You know, life is not like that. And if we are truly surrendered, God does have um, a bigger and better plan and, and we don't know it all and we just have to trust him with it. And the revelation um, that really helped me um, get past all the sort of pain of that was the fact that God really spoke into my spirit one day and said, I'm sad too. And I could not believe that God would care in that emotional, intimate way. You know, I just mm. it blew my mind. But I think he does. And I think he does for all of us in all of our pain. Um, and so that's uh, a kind of the heart of, of my journey, really, and, and finding out that God is all he says he is and more. And I can't wait for the next bit. You know? <laughs> yeah. I think that's so surprising that God would speak to you and say, I'm sad too. And I, I think it's it's just like God. Sometimes he speaks in this gentle voice, a few words, and it has such profound impact on our lives. Thank you both for sharing those stories. It takes a lot of vulnerability, and I'm sure that you've felt that even as you were writing in your book. And it's interesting that uh, a point of of wondering where God is happened for one of you in the middle of childbirth and for the one of you in the middle of not able to have children just is an amazing, uh, amazing way your stories fit together. And I think that's a synergy that, that is throughout the book. So my next question is this, is the book just for women or would, or do you think that men would find, find it uh, very encouraging as well? <laughs> Uh, it's an interesting question. And initially, I think we thought we were probably writing for women. And we probably are, for the majority that of people we imagine will be women who read our book. But we have had some men read the book. Um, my stepson-in-law, James, read it early on, a very early version. And he loved it. And he could think, as he was reading it, of many people he would like to give it to who he thought it might be encouraging for, to, for them to read. So he's one, um, particularly with the aspect of, um, we share a little bit about being pastors' wives. We don't want to make a big deal of that, but um, we do share a little bit. So for anyone in that position or role, you know, it might be interesting. Um, or or pastors' husbands, because of course that works too. Yeah. And we, we also had somebody read it, um, Dr. Andrew Ollerton, who's written um, a few books and um, over in the UK is quite well known for his Bible course he's produced, um, that lots of churches have um, studied that in small groups. And he read it and he said it was an education <laughs> from a man's point of view. So there's a challenge for the men. <laughs> They're welcome to read it. Anyone's welcome to read it. Have your husbands read it? Yes. Uh, yeah, Pete's read the whole book through himself, hasn't he? He has. And John has asked me to read quite a bit of it out loud to him. Um, and he he's loved it. Yeah, he's loved it. Rosie, what does Pete think of, of your writing? Oh, Pete's very supportive. Um, yeah, he's, he's, he, really, um, he really enjoyed our book and he was very supportive of it, which is good. You never know, do you, how much is a supportive husband and how much is um, an unbiased reader. <laughs> he, did, he, did, he did comment, didn't he, that if people really engage with the questions, because they are quite challenging, that, um, you know, the hope is that people make progress spiritually as, as disciples, you know, um, 
And we have also included the opportunity for people to give their lives to Christ, to invite Jesus to be in, you know, the Lord of their life. And um, we explained just a little bit about that as well, because to us, it's the most important thing that people have that relationship, that living relationship with God um, and understand who Jesus is and, you know, that he is alongside us through life and, and beyond. Um, so there's that opportunity in the book as well. So we are offering the book at freemethodistbooks.com. You can go online and you can either purchase the PDF ebook or you can purchase the print book for $13.95. And I know that Rosie and Becky would love for you to uh, even share thoughts and feedback with them from the book. You can send an email to bookstore at fmcusa.org and we'd be happy to pass it along to Rosie and Becky. So bookstore at fmcusa.org and you can let them know the feedback. Um, how, how does that feedback uh, encourage you in your own journey? Like if you were to hear from a reader. Wow, this is going to be a new experience for us. So uh, um, anything that people have found beneficial or encouraging or helpful would be a blessing to uh, for us to know that. Um, and if there are things that people found difficult or, you know, there's other constructive feedback, we'd be interested in that too because we are, you know, this is our first book, so we're novices at this. Um, but I think we'd be particularly thrilled if people... Um, find freedom in an area of their life because God is at work there where there wasn't freedom before um, or if people find that relationship and um, you know with Jesus that they didn't have before I mean that would be tremendous to hear about sure sure yeah I think, um, I think Becky and I really poured our hearts out in this book um, which is easy to do when you're sat in your own house with a cup of tea and a laptop <laughs> and it's it's scary when you think people are actually going to read your heart um but we really have poured our hearts out because we so we so long to see people set free and to really encounter jesus in a deep and sincere and authentic way and not just a surface way but to go deep with god um because life with god in all its fullness is so deep and rich and it gives such meaning to even the washing up or all the laundry or the mundane things that we have to do and and that's our heart, really, is that people would find that that depth of relationship and that freedom. And it would be so encouraging to know that our um, our vulnerability and our um, our bared hearts may kind of um, bore some fruit, wouldn't it, Becky? Mm, it would, yeah. Well, I can't thank you both enough for joining me today for this little conversation about hope shouts louder. And um, I'm wondering, Rosie, I at times I love to close our podcasts in prayer. Would you mind saying a prayer maybe for those people out there who are experiencing difficulty in their lives? Maybe they have that same question um, that you both had, God, where are you? Um, do you care? And um, pray for them to receive the same message of hope. Would you be willing to do that? I'd love to. Thanks, Brett. Lord, thank you that even when we can't see you and and life is so hard that you are always there beside us and you're, you're holding our hands and thank you that you gave me that image of you holding my hand walking me through that dark tunnel that even when we can't see the light at the end you do and as long as you see it that's all we need you can guide us through it and I pray that, that all the um, 
the listeners who are struggling with questions at the moment, they wouldn't give up on you, but they would cling on to your hand and allow you to lead them through this dark time. They wouldn't shy away from asking you their questions, but they would really wrestle with those questions with you. Thank you that you're not scared of our questions. You're not, you're not scared of us finding a, a loophole in your truth. There are none. You are our solid foundation. And I pray you would, you would give us all the courage to test that foundation and um, really go deep with you with our questions and that you would bring real peace to those listeners who are struggling with dark times right now, that they would, they would really know your presence right now, that you would come alongside them and they would feel your touch and just have that reassurance that you're with them and you will walk them through this season. Thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, ladies. The book is titled Hope Shouts Louder. Again, you can find it at freemethodistbooks.com. And Rosie and Becky, thank you so much for joining me today. Thanks, Thanks Brett. Thank you, Brett.